Here in Canberra on the 26th of January 2016, we'll hear from two speakers. My name's Mitch, I'm an Arunda Pradam woman from Central Australia. In my children's lifetime, in 2007, the army was sent in to our communities. What they did under those special provisions within your constitution was they took control of all 72 communities that we have. They implemented laws that we couldn't drink alcohol in our communities, which we weren't doing anyway. The army checked our children and then did nothing. Under the guise of the Little Children's A Sacred Report, the 13th report on institutions abusing our children throughout history. But because little Johnny Howard didn't have nothing to do that year and there was no children being thrown overboard, we knew that we'd be the next hat, name pulled out of the hat. So in your lifetime, the army has been sent in on Aboriginal people. And no one stood up for us in the cities. No one thought it was wrong because they were able to manipulate you with the English language. And they were able to come in and do that because they told you all Aboriginal men in the Northern Territory were wife beaters and pedophiles. And particularly my grandmother's side of the community at Mudajulu, that there were pedophile rings and they were swapping children throughout different communities for petrol, for ganja, for every other drug that you brought into our lands. And after they did a big study, they found out that it wasn't true. We found out it was Mal Bruff's PA assistant that was doing all the propaganda and wouldn't have his face shown on TV. So we had five years under that. Then we got Labor, and the Greens done a deal with Labor. So not to impose 15 more years on us, they did a deal and we got 10 more years. We still got six more years under this draconian measures that they're pulling in on us. We kind of thought we could handle it as long as it didn't leave our borders to go to anyone else. But what I've seen is our men have lost their spirit. They've been brandished with this horrible thing of being rapists and pedophiles. And we don't have a legal right to go and take the federal government to court. So my children, who used to study about the invasion, witnessed it, were under it, had their pants pulled down and checked, like all of my family members did, by army personnel. And they were very strategic in their planning of it. They separated the men from the women and children and made them play football on an oval. 
while our women were corralled into tents with army clothes and people that belonged in the army, checking them over. Well, they did all that, and those files are sitting on a shelf. Nothing came of it. At the same time that was happening in the Northern Territory, there was a big pedophile ring that was picked up in Orange and all the surrounding communities with police, community workers, teachers. But they didn't send the army into those communities and save those children. We kind of felt that was funny because as blackfellas, we don't care what colour you are. All children need to be protected. But by and by, they decided that there's only 20 communities that are viable. English word, viable. So the rest of the communities have slowly had their services removed to force people into the towns or to go over to the viable communities, which we can't do because it's not our land. It's not proper way for us to move into those communities. So they sort of started implementing laws like we no longer have CDEP working for the Dole program, which white people had the luxury of not being under. So that was scrapped. Government business managers are on every single community. They make the decisions. If you get three warnings, you're not allowed to come back to your own community. I'm up to number two. And I'm itching for them to give me a number three warning because I'll just burn their houses down. And the way that they're able to do that is that every budget time they tell you what the budget is. And then they tell you what the Aboriginal money is going to be spent on. And after all these years of all this Aboriginal money so-called coming into our communities, all we've done is paid white people to pay off their mortgage so that we can be on their resume so they can be experts at us. Now we need a conscious mind shift in this country. There's no use sitting in the forest protesting, saving a tree, because we don't know who the fuck you're saving it for. Unless you're saving it for us blackfellas, you need to be attacking the system. And the system is the one that makes the policies and makes the law. We've got to get a little bit more strategic at showing this government that it's not acceptable. You all have politicians in your local electorates. I need you for one hour a day or one hour a week to go in, crash their websites, tie up their phone systems, ask them why it is acceptable to treat Aboriginal people different. Because I was three years old when I was made a citizen of this country. And I find that disgusting. But I also understand how you're hoodwinked into working five days a week, footy on Saturday, go for a latte on Sunday, and you get up and you do it all over again. And the words that we had put on us, we were to be civilised and normalised. If this is what civilised people do around the world, I don't want no part of it. And a part of training you is putting you into primary school, high school and university. And we all know how lacking that is on Aboriginal history or even the white history. You all fill out government forms as Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander or other. They're too ashamed to put Australian down so you can tick that box. So that's why I'm asking you to be more strategic. I can't beg you to go and do Aboriginal studies in your universities. I need you to get off your ass and just go and do it. Just so you're fully informed. 
So when we march together, the 3% of Aboriginal people aren't all teachers. We can't all teach 93% of this country about the history. And that's a burden on us. But we get up every day and we keep doing it and we keep doing it because there's amazing generous generosity of people here who are willing and hungry to learn. But we can't have a good conversation with you until you know our history, until you get angry, until you actually think, if this is not acceptable for Aboriginal people, it's not acceptable for you. And in that, we then can come together. The basic card was trialled in the Northern Territory to see who would kick up a stink. And we know every time there's a budget coming out, it's not the rich that ever, ever get fucking hurt. It's people on welfare payments. That's not our system. But we have no choice because we live in your world. We don't all sit on our ass. We're not all alcoholics. And if you have a look at your own so-called culture here in Australia, you might get just as drunk as any other Aboriginal that drinks, but somehow we have a problem. So I kind of would like you to go away when you finish this march and you're filled up on your smoke and you're filled up on culture, that you actually have a good look at what your culture is and what you force every other person that comes into this country to abide by while you're eating your pizza or your takeaway Thai food and your Asian food. And I kind of think of this year, we've done the Muslim stuff and they'll throw a dart at the map and they'll pick on somebody else. And everybody will join in, except for those that are fully informed. And time's up. It's 2016. I've got a grandson now. And I go in to register him. Because that's what we have to do in Australia. And the lady looks at my blonde-haired, blue-eyed daughter and says, why are you putting him down as Aboriginal? You've got so little in you. And I kind of thought we went past the half-cars, quarter-cars, whatever fucking fraction they wanted to come up with. But we're not. Every day it's a battle. And in this country that's stealing our wealth and stealing our minerals so that they can have certain seats on certain boards around the world and not be a signatory to the United Nations Indigenous paper, that we've actually got to create some change. So come out of the forest, come out of the wilderness and start attacking the system that keeps control over us. Because as much as they're attacking us, they're attacking you. But they kind of hope you just want to get a job and you force your kids into that system and when they die, your kids will come up, pay taxes, work, go to footy, die, bring up their kids up to do exactly the same. And we've got to change that. And the only way we're going to change it is together. since day one, since the prisoners were running away from the imperial law, they ran to us. They were included into our groups. And that continues to this day. The generosity of Aboriginal people of being inclusive will continue for another thousand years. We're the oldest culture in the world. 
We have the oldest land in the world, and yet the world still will not recognise that. So in 2016, I want a conscious mind shift, not a revolution. We don't need a revolution because they'll shoot you like they did at the Eureka Stockade when the British shot upon their own. And if we know that the army can be sent into Aboriginal communities, they can damn well be sent into use because you're aligning yourself with us. So I'd like to say, raise your right hand up in the air. Reach over and pat yourselves on the back. Because it's appreciated. And we'll march together and we'll march strong. And we'll be stronger every year. My name is Vanessa Colwong. I'm a Wardandi Willem and Ingeta woman from uh, Western Australia. And I'm part of the uh, Grandmothers Against Removals and the Nyungar Town Embassy. It's been eight years since Kevin Rudd has apologised to, to our mobs for um, taking away stolen generations. And um, it's, uh, the amount of kids in out-of-home care has now increased like up to 400% and it's, uh, at its raising you know, every single day. We've got kids that are being moved out of, this, out of the country, out of the states. Um, it's taken families a long time to find, weeks and weeks to find out even where these kids are. Um, they're taking them from schools. It's happening in all the communities across the country. It's happening in all the states, in all the cities, in all the, in all the um, areas, uh, rural areas. And um, the grandmothers, we've been, we've been um, advocating and flying around the country and just supporting different communities and trying to get them to stand up and um, let them know that it's time to, um, that they've got to give our kids back, you know, and they can't keep taking them. Um, we're outraged and we've got an uh, uh, event coming up on the 11th of February from the 11th to the 13th and we'll be down here again. That was pretty cool last year, Rocks, when we broke that police line. Eh? I think it was the first time ever done. So the grandmothers got to the top and they lift their hands and they all they were all shouting like rock stars. So they thought felt pretty special special that day, them old girls. Yeah. So uh, we'd just like to um, just spread the message on that there's still continuation of... Uh, uh, children being forci forcibly removed from families and um, you know we're not happy about it because they're acting like our kids are orphans and we have kinships and they're disregarding, they're disregarding their extended families and the mothers and the women's role that we have when, um, when our family members are not coping or dealing with the little fellows you know, normally it's our role to step in so they're ignoring our kinships and we've had enough and we want control back into our hands about where their kids go to in our families and not to be handed out so we're going to have some um, big meetings um, during the 10th. There's going to be uh, the CEO for Snake uh, Childcare, the CEO for the childcare agencies in Australia. Um, has invited all the departments from around, uh, the CEOs from around the country to attend, and they're going to have some meetings with uh, some politicians down at the embassy during that time. So they'd like people to come in and have an input. If you want anything put forward and how you think it might be better for us to keep the kids connected to country and family and culture, come down and have input because... Um, while we're there, I'm going to try and push the grandmothers to push all the issues on them while we've got them all there at the same time, at the same place. Uh, we've got some grandmothers coming in from um, around, all around the country, including um, the Maru mob up there. I was up there ten weeks ago. They're still having, where uh, the Red Proof Fence, that movie was made, they're still having issues with kids being taken away. You know, little things like the, there's no home uh, maintenance done on their homes, there's housings, and then they bring in the health department, you know, and they're causing the issues for the families, for them kids to be taken away.